Welcome to Go Produce My Crew. My name is Big Blue. This is where we help get indie artists paid, regardless of whether they want to get signed to an independent or a major record label. Our mission is to be the go-to community for indie artists looking to kick off or level up their careers and to empower the creative entrepreneur, providing them with all the resources they require to reach and exceed their goals. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss any more content than you already have, because here we're turning your passion into profit. In this episode, we're bringing you some of the best moments from season four around business development within the music industry. Make sure that you stay until the end to catch those bloopers. But now, let's talk about the music business. You have to understand the business. Like if you were going to open up a Models or a, a Sporting Authority or Dicks, right? All same kind of thing, depending on the country where you are. Um, you have to understand what kind of product do I put in here? What's my rent cost? What's the electric cost? How much staff do I have to hire? How do I market it? How do I promote it? If you don't understand those things, you can't run a business. And if you want to be an artist and you don't want to be in the business of music, then it's a hobby and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with having a hobby, but that doesn't mean you can make money or keep track of your money or be smart about your money. There's plenty of people in the 90s and we can list tons of names um, of people who were in the business had many multi-platinum records and don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of now. Procrastination happens to all of us, but don't let it be your friend. One of the first lessons I learned was don't kind of let stuff sit on your desk. You know, the stuff that comes up in business every day, not all of it is nice and fun. A good part of it is, hopefully, but there's always negative stuff that you got to deal with. So jump on the stuff right away and don't hold back. And, and I know I deal with that uh, on a daily basis. I just got a deal for a new show with National Geographic. And, you know, I, there's a couple of different copyright and publishing issues. And I was, I was on the forefront of what I had to do on my desk. And I just kind of held back a little bit. But I always think just get it done. If, you, if you're worried to do it or scared to do it, that means you should do it right away. This path requires consistent action. Are you aware of the journey that you're going down? The closest thing to running your own business is having a baby. There's just so many things that you have to now take care of, right? All of a sudden, now you got to feed this thing. Now you got to like burp this thing. Now you got to like, you know, clean up after this thing. So you start to feel like a janitor or a parent, right? And no, like no equivalent in terms of like the level of work that you have to put into something. And so when people ask me, I'm thinking of starting my own business. I don't initially go, oh, that's fantastic. Okay, great. You've got an idea. Start a business. Fantastic. You want to start a restaurant? Go ahead. No, I say that it's going to be hell worth potentially if you fail because with that failure comes, you know, so many blessings, right? Um, you learn so much, right? And you're going to fail repeatedly. You know, when I say music to breakers, books to Amazon, it's like, I mean that because he found a specific problem. Books to consumers was a real thing and he optimized the hell out of it, dude. Like he magically focused on that business for years. I'm gonna do that with Breaker. I'm gonna win this space because I'm gonna care about the intersection of influencers and music more than anybody. So if you're signed to a major record label for five years, let's say, and you're working your ass off and they're throwing five, 10, $15 million into the pot for you to be successful, Guess what? After those five years, you can write your own ticket anywhere. You have to have a strategy when you go in. So yes, maybe you make 15% instead of 50% being with, let's say, an indie label. But you know what? There's a always a philosophy, I say. Would you rather have 
like 80% of something or 100% of nothing, right? You have to think about this. If they're spending $15 million, they're trying to get you to, you know, platinum status, right? So even if you're only making 15 cents on a single, but you're selling multi-million singles, you're still making more money than you're probably making at an independent record label that doesn't have the money to fund a radio campaign that time is ticking, now you're getting older, and it's harder and harder for you to actually achieve superstar status. There's a lot of strategy behind all of this. What strategies do you use? Let me know in the Facebook group. I think trying to treat every single person as valuable is the way that I best go about it. Because you know, you'll see like a lot of people will say, oh, I need a million views, a million followers. And it's kind of treated like it's just this block of one million people that they just think will appear and you can just treat them as one and that's it. And obviously when you have a million followers, you can talk to them as just one block. But I think you have to see it more as it's not one group of a million people, it's a million subsectors of one person and one person. So every single show, every single person that replies to me on Instagram, everyone that sends me any kind of message, anyone that sees me in the street and says, hey, you're the guy that dances in the socks. Hey, you're the guy that does this in videos. I treat it as, yeah, you're a, you're a personal person. You're a human person. And I'm gonna to talk to you, make that real connection. So then when you next see my music, when you next see a video come up, then I think you will actually say, hey, I know that guy. He cared. Create something that's uniquely yours. Be authentic, that's the word. And stick with it. Because, you know, when we started Synergy Sundays, we weren't nearly as close to the numbers that we're getting now. We didn't get the kind of interaction that we were looking for, but we stuck by it, we stuck through it. And we, you know, we, we've got to a space where we can say, based on the, you know, the, the insights that we've been collecting over time, that we're, we have, we're experiencing steady growth, right? Um, but that's the other thing. Um, monitor your growth. <laughs> you know, look at it as something that you're building. Um, you know, Synergy Sundays is a, is a regular event. If you're doing a one-off event, it's different. But if it's a regular event, monitor the progress because that's the only way you know whether you're doing well or, you know, if there's something you need to change, if, you know, how do you do it? And that's why we've been able to switch platforms. We've been able to figure out how, any technical we, we we went from djs to like <laughs> audiovisual uh tech technicians you know what I mean? wearing all of the hats you're wearing all the hats you got to though enthusiasm in my opinion is so underrated have you ever just been around somebody with crazy enthusiasm and they could be crazy they could be not really know what they're talking about but something about it is infectious now, have you ever been around somebody with no enthusiasm and has great ideas, but it's so boring that you're like, I get what you're saying, but you are not presenting this in a way to get me excited about it. That right there in the creative space is really what separates a whole lot of people. It's not the make or break, but it's if you have enthusiasm about what you're doing, are you excited about what you're doing? Are you a fan of your own work versus not feeling good enough? not feeling like it'll ever really work. You're just kind of kicking the pile around to see if maybe something comes from it. Be interested, be interesting, be on time. That was actually my first industry job. I would uh, I would go out with him and I would, you know, set up the big projector screen with him and uh, 
basically take song requests from all of the people at the dance and let him know at the DJ booth what people wanted played. And uh, he gave me uh, the best advice and it's the first industry advice I ever got and I still think about it today. He said, to be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late is to be fired. Also, be kind to each other because we're all humans and we're all working together. There are things that human beings do that technology will never be able to do, period, right? A uh, 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 technology is never going to be able to negotiate for you. <laughs> a technology is never going to be able to create the creative roadmap of your release. Uh, a technology is not going to be able to pick up the phone and be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's you're messing my art. So like artist managers are always going to be important. Influencer managers are always going to be important. Uh, where the where breaker comes in, it's not that we're trying to disintermediate anybody from like uh, from from we're just trying to create efficiencies for them. What does it look like to make a manager more productive managing an artist? That every hour that we can give back to them, that's creative human time that they can put into their talent. You know, empathy goes a long way. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm serving the needs of the crew. The crew's serving the needs of the story, as as am I. And I try to make that really clear to anybody that's working on my set, is that they're not there to serve me. They're We're all there to serve the story. And having that team effort of serving a great story really helps to bring human beings together. The great thing about Live Nation, which I wasn't necessarily that familiar with before, was just how collaborative of a company it is. So not only is it a global company and the resources you have at hand, like you talk about everyone, like, how do you figure out how much to charge for a ticket? Back in the union days, it was a lot more difficult. Now it's like I can go into Live Nation system and go, I've got access to a hundred cities where this tour has been in the past. I get to see and the, the data and the analytics and the resources and the people to reach out to is outstanding. But um, we also have a ton of freedom, which I was actually a little bit surprised at how big of a company it is. Besides all the relationships that you can make, the music industry has huge impacts on boosting economic growth. Very few politicians and governments understand the economic impact that festivals have. We had an economic impact study done on Chasing Summer a few years ago in conjunction with Tourism Calgary. And it's tens of millions of dollars. And, you know, when we give, when we put those numbers in front of government, they're very surprised. And seeing, you know, the numbers that come out of the really big ones, like I think uh, EDC Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, puts three or 400 million into the Nevada economy. You know, if I was starting from scratch now, you know, I guess the local politicians, um, and I guess make sure that the local community is, is happy, which was the case with Rockfest, because, you know, everyone was making so much money renting out space in their backyards for camping and uh, that sort of thing. So, so it's never really like they had pushback there? Well, we, we did have some pushback. It was like, you know, Minor. a minority of, you know, people. Someone always has always, something to say. Yeah, there's always going to be people complaining, but, you know, with like tens of thousands of smelly, uh, loud punks and metalheads uh, invading the small town. You know, I, I, I'm not sure what they're complaining about. <laughs> Some people have the attitude of like, well, we have to clean up, we're inside our fence and what goes on outside, that's not my problem. Like, I have nothing, I can't control people outside the fence. It's like, no, you can actually. You can hire six extra people to go out and clean up garbage in a few block radius around the neighborhood. You can um, try and direct people. So like using Fort Calgary as the example, the nearest train station's about two blocks away. 
So it was, we always aim to, okay, how are we going to exit people out? What's the most direct way that we can guide people to the train if they're going in that direction, as opposed to spilling them out over six or eight blocks around the downtown, making noise, loud, causing trouble. It's guide people as much as you can, putting some portable toilets out on, you know, a couple corners of the few blocks around there, cost a few bucks. You don't have people peeing on some old lady's lawn. Indie artists. Please support one another. Please support the other professionals within this vibrant industry. We have the power to make this music experience better for absolutely everyone involved. I'll see you in two weeks when we launch our Start Your Career series. And as promised, here's some bloopers. Enjoy. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button to not miss any more cotton. Cotton. The segment is called Clear the Air. Ooh, that sounds dark. I feel like that was our transition. What do you mean you feel like that was our transition? Someone dropped something on the floor there? Right? It was we got me. Foley was artists myself. in the background. Here, I'll give you this. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay. This is the National Enquirer segment. Do you think that passion or that appreciation of her music at that age also that passion that he was able to harness throughout his life and then when you <sighs> met different light perhaps Tracy so, so Chapman's a girl by the way did I say him I'm here trying to I'm, I'm trying to manage a lot of things <laughs> I think, here no I got that I got that <laughs> <laughs> I did say earlier I did say earlier that her voice is serene and tranquil yeah, so yeah. I did say that yeah.